Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Universal Energy Radio. This is Lois Effect. My name is Elisa, and um, right now I'm dealing with Blog Talk's um, connectivity here. So I'm just waiting for the switchboard to actually show up on the page. Um, here we go. Finally, here we go. And now I can click on a button and get. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. I'm Hello, here. Anna. I'm here. Good morning. <laughs> oh my goodness! Thank you, thank you, thank you for your patience. Oh, you're welcome. Um, you're welcome. And thank you for for filling in. Um, Liz is, um, as many of you know, if you've been listening, Liz's mother um, has had some recent uh, uh, surgeries, so she is doing a. Um, She's having. A, she has an appointment today, so that's what Liz is doing. She's accompanying her mother this morning and will not be on the show. But um, we're still having a show, by golly, because that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. And um, if Lois and, wants to tap into my brain, she can. <laughs> I give her permission. <laughs> that, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um. She kind of, I don't know if she necessarily showed up, but there was a reference to um, her husband. She, like every so often, even when, when they were, when she was alive, um, they would show up in dreams. So I think it's been an interesting connection for the last, you know, 15, almost 20 years. Um, but I did have a dream with Keith in it, I think the other day. And I, you know, I don't remember. I always just associate uh, Keith with Lois because that was, you know, her husband. Um, yeah, but it makes was, sense. Yeah, you know. So I thought it was interesting. Uh, his birthday is coming up. His birthday is the day um, after your son's birthday. Um, oh, the twenty seventh. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and he's like in his nineties now. So yeah. Um, I want to give him a give him a little shout out at some point. Um, but the the dream, the vague thing I remember was, uh, like I had stumbled across like a little, it was almost like a toy of some sort. Um, but I think like it was one of his. <laughs> it's like this really mm. old, old toy. It wasn't even like an antique looking one. It was it was, I don't, it was like a very simple toy, um, and it's a reminder because. One of the things I used to do with Lois when she used to hire me as like her personal assistant, um, and she every year she would need help with decorating for the holidays. Like they always had, they usually had a few holiday parties. They had a beautiful home in Atlanta, and you know she had this massive, you know, it was a fake Christmas tree, but it was a very nice tree, and she had. As you can imagine, anyone who really gets into Christmas, they tend to collect a lot of these ornaments. And I mean, this is why it would take like two days to do this because you know she oh, was, I can see that. Yeah. You know, she was she would oh every time she would unwrap an ornament. Oh, I remember this one. There was it's a story memory. behind it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. she had um, a Christmas ornament from Keith's childhood. Like it was like oh. a, a little baby boot. It was a boot. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> that was like, it was hung on the tree, obviously hung on the tree with care. Um, so it kind of reminded me of something very simple. Like, um, yeah, that's what I just remember. But I remember also we were, we, I don't even know who we were, but I was in a house. I usually, usually when I dream of them, it has to do with a house. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was a house and, you know, it makes me think about the house, you know, like a house that has been you know, renovated, redone. It's, I remember looking at the walls. Oh, it's got like the, the white paint on it. It wasn't even, um, it was, it was like brick, uh, like oh, near the fireplace. Like I could tell, oh yeah, they just painted this. This is nice. Um, anyway, those are, those are the parts I remember the dream. So, hey, you know, if Lewis cares to come through you or even through me. <laughs> then that's great. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So um, I did want to say, well, one hello to Raven. I know she's listening in. Um, 
I got I got my COVID shot this past weekend. Last weekend. Yeah, on Sunday. And just by by a fortuitous turn of events, because now and I've heard of this too, where a lot of the local um, pharmacies, not a lot of them, but certain ones, will carry the vaccine. And of course, you have to sign up and, and get an appointment and all of that. Now, what happens though is some people will sign up and they won't show up. <clears throat> so they have these um, these vials ready to go that are prepped. And there's only a, a certain amount of time for for them to stay, you know, to stay active and, and for it to be good, you know, to be a good dose. Otherwise, it'll go bad. And so right. I have heard of this. Plenty of people um, have have lucked out same way I did, in that there were vo- there were people who just didn't show up. And so, oh my gosh, uh-huh. this is going to go to waste. <laughs> so, um, you know. You were, on the, able, you were on the lucky on the list. You were on the or, list. Well, so. you know, it was yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, and it was on the fly, <laughs> kind of like, well, are you are you available? And this was good because I was hoping to um, get one since I've got you know you you and I, I we have our aunt that I live with. She she's already right. vaccinated. She got hers, and I didn't think to really follow up and ask her doctor like, hey, I'm living with her. Um, I, and I'm one of taking her to all these different appointments, you know, should I, should I be considered a caretaker and, um, and be on the list right. to get, to get the vaccine ahead of time. Um, right. but regardless, it's worked out. <laughs> um, um, and it's just a one, a one shot deal. That's not the, yeah, the, the one that needs two doses. Yeah. Right. But I tell you what I've been doing. I've been doing my my research. Yeah, but so how how is it? I mean, have you had any adverse effects? Or? I was so tired, sluggish. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think part of it is we've just had a lot of rain this week too. So part of it's the weather. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was so I got the I got the shot Sunday morning, and you know my mm. arm was sore. That was to be expected, um, and and I watched Isabel all day and mm-hmm. I did rest you know so I was already feeling a little bit but then Monday was just like a wash like okay well I'm just you know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to sleep like I I did the little bit of work I needed to do <laughs> I don't yeah. think I ate anything I think I yeah, like I waited all day before I'm like okay I'm gonna get out of bed because I, I actually am a little hungry now so I'm gonna go eat something <laughs> um but I just I did not want to do anything and I couldn't imagine like trying to get any any major amount of like physical work done. Yeah. Um that's crazy. And and honestly, I, I mean I, I up until like yesterday, maybe late afternoon, did I feel like okay. You know, I I'm a little normal. bit better. A little bit like like I feel I feel like I was um like my appetite was back a little bit more. You know, if I yeah. lean on, if I like lie on my my left side, um, which yeah. is where I got my shot on my my left arm, it's still a little sore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those doses where it it takes about 28 days to, you know, that's probably why people are doing the the some people will do the the two dose the two vaccine because yeah. you get the first one and then you wait about three or four weeks and you get the second one. This one is all in one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, well. Cool. There's some there's some research going on about the two part one and then the single the single dose mm-hmm. and the two part um, does it, I was listening to something on it yesterday and it doesn't feel like I I'm not feeling comfortable with that one at all the one shot I'm feeling comfortable you know and the thing is like I toss it up in the air because I want to travel I mean I right. do travel but I want to travel beyond my the scope of where I'm traveling yeah you know, I'm in the southeast so that's good but what if I want to head up head up north um, and I've been up north, uh, up to Virginia, Virginia Beach, that area, and it's kind of funny because I'm thinking I, my tag is a Georgia tag. I'm like, are they going to pull me over for right. being in their state? You know, because right. we were a hot spot for for, and we probably we may still be, but for a good bit, right when it was on the news, you know, Georgia's a hot spot or whatever. I was heading up to Virginia Beach, and so, um, 
you know, that's been that's been a, a thing that's been on my mind. And of course, mm-hmm. I want to head to New York, and I, I go to New York usually every year. And it's been it's been a year. It's been over a year. You know, mm-hmm. um, I just I'm, I'm you know was texting with Liz, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to get my shot, so I'm let's plan a trip so I can come up and see you. And you know, I've I've actually told her I would drive up and pick her up if she needed to escape. So, um, and I, I do that. That's a long drive, but I would do it. I mean, if that's what she needed, I would certainly go and, and, and be there. And that's the thing. Like you want to start, I do want to start seeing people that I haven't seen in a while and, and go places and because that's my nature. So, um, you know, I've opted to as well get the shot. And um, so that's, you know, that's, that was my choice. And a lot of, I've, and again, I am not, you know, I, I, I know a lot of anti, anti-vaccine people and, you know, I, I'm, I wasn't like an extreme anti-vaccine person. Right. I just, um, I'm not, I'm not about loading my kids up with, with right. that, you know, and uh, my son, he got several of the, how many ever shots you give kids and he had all sorts of adverse reactions to them. So we stopped that. And, and of course my daughter doesn't have any. So, and she's one of the healthiest people I know. Right. And, um, I right. know, I know they don't plan on getting vaccinated either. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the pros and cons. If I want to get in an airplane, um, it'll be easier if I get the shot. I mean, that's all I can think. You know, if, if, if my brother said, Hey, head to Hawaii today, I'd be like, ah, I want to go, you know, it's like, Please. right. So there's a lot of that going on. I mean, when things open up, I know you and your parents are going to be traveling and mm-hmm. you guys, you know, what's the, what's the only way. And for them, for they're in their eighties, you know, yeah. my dad's in his eighties now. I mean, the people that we hang out with are um, what mid seventies or <laughs> mid seventies yeah. to the nineties. Yeah. I mean, we literally do hang out with older people. <laughs> I mean, I'm hanging out with Gloria on a day-to-day basis and she's 75 and, you know, um, you know, we've had this conversation about the the vaccine. We've, you know, she and I talk about it. And so um, I think a lot of, I mean, you know, I just had a birthday and I'm closer to 60 than I was to 50. So, you know, I'm like, hmm, I think I better do something here, you know. I mean, <laughs> not that I, and I don't, I mean, I do travel, but I don't expose myself to a lot of people. And I think that's a, that's a difference in taking all precautions, wearing masks. And even when I'm with, I traveled with my sister this weekend, and she wore her mask in the in the car while we while we traveled. I mean, I just don't do it because it's my truck, you know. Right. And I wipe things down, and I ha- I have a whole you know two gallons of hand sanitizer and wipes and gloves. I mean, she was watching me put gas in the car, and she's like, you know, I never thought about wearing gloves while putting my gas in. And I'm like, well, that's a thing, you know. I got a whole box of gloves here. I'm putting them on while I'm pumping my gas and, you know, doing everything. And I mean, you can only, you can only uh, sanitize your, I mean, uh, you can't sanitize your debit cards really. I mean, I, I try to handle them and use hand sanitizer. There's so many things. I'm, I'm a weirdo. I'm sort of an OCD person anyway. So, I mean, I'm like um, wiping my keys down with, you know, wipes and stuff, you know, wiping my steering wheel, wiping my car down. So that's the, those are the precautions that I take out there um i think a lot of uh, and a lot of people don't think about it we touch stuff we're constantly touching stuff mm-hmm. and so there's really i'm, I'm gonna say there's no way and if we can each of us take uh just a precaution when we're out and about and we are mindful when we're out and about then we can we can turn this thing and let me just say this though and again, we talked about this. Anita and I were on the air last night, and it's about transformation. Even the pandemic is about transformation, and it's about how we are being in the world, transforming ourselves. And mm-hmm. so we can look at it as something, you know, not good, or we can look at it as something, you know, different and actually exciting. As weird as that sounds, but it's a, it's about change, and it's about transforming not only ourselves but the world. So we're at the the pandemic, in my opinion, is an ask for something different, a timeout. Uh, You know, I need a break. I need to get off the merry-go-round of the world for a while. I need whatever it is that you need. Guess what? This is what's providing it. Now, instead Mm -hmm. of going back to the same, you think what we call the normal, 
instead of that, how can we do things differently? How can we shift to have this, you know, 5D world that a lot of us talk about and and play in a lot? You know, I feel like I play in it a lot. We were, you know, I told Anita, I said, I just, I'm at peace. It took the pandemic to get me to be peaceful mentally. You know, like my mind's not chattering, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So the pandemic to shift a lot of my internal world because that's all I had to work with for a long period of time, you know, because when I decided, until I decided I got restless and I needed to get out of the house, uh, I was connecting online digitally and stuff like that with people. Um, and that's cool. It, it also created new ways for us to do our business and even our play, you know, connecting, Hey, let's do a zoom call and hang out, you know, let's do, let's do a virtual dinner, you know, that kind of thing. So we got really creative about how we were connecting with people. So um, I, I want to say that hopefully people took the, the time that we were shut, really shut down and did some internal work and really checked in with themselves about how they want to live their lives and and how they would proceed once things opened up a bit, which is what's happening now. And even though right. people are getting shots and stuff, we were still, I mean, we had um, actually, uh, Glow was supposed to have dinner with some friends tonight and one of them's got COVID. So, wow. Yeah, it's still happening. It's still out there. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, what, yeah. And so that's, and so, you know, because people are like, oh, the shot's here. And because um, that was my, my idea was, okay, every, people are going to start getting the shot, and then it's going to be like the 100th monkey, right? Like eventually this immunity would go out to the world, which energetically speaking, this is the intent. So now if we have the intention of, millions and billions of people to be well, if we have that intention, if a shot is the thing that produces the intention for the world to be well, guess what energy goes out into the world? It's an intention of wellness. So at some point, it'll be a domino effect and things will happen and this thing will be like all the other pandemics. It'll just kind of like disappear. Okay? Now, I think we'll go back a little bit to our old ways and I think something will happen again. It's going to be like nudge, nudge, nudge. And then we'll, you know, things will change. Things will be different. So anyway, that's my, that's my perspective and I'm sticking to it. Oh, uh, of course. And that's something that, that yeah. Liz and I have talked about as well on the show where yeah. the, that pause, the, 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 the yeah, now year long pause. pause of, of, uh, of COVID yeah. of the pandemic. Um, has offered people that space to do the inner work, the really, really deep inner work. And it, and I think it has come in layers where, you know, it becomes a, it was a, an annoyance like, ah, oh, I can't believe, you know, we got locked down. I can't believe we can't go out. Um, you know, I think I'm a pretty, you know, uh, mindful person. I'm not going to cough and sneeze on somebody. I'm going to stay home. You know, that's how I'm going to stay home if I don't feel good. Um, but it's interesting because I think uh, as we, as we've gone through these, layers of of you know resistance let's just start off with resistance because that's usually what it is and we start looking at maybe looking at how we have in the past i mean how many people have powered through even that i'm gonna power through i'm gonna push through because i don't you know, yeah it's just the sniffles you know i, I think I, you know it's just you know it's just a you know a little a little sniffle it's not that big of a deal i mean i've had very close friends of mine cancel you know us just hanging out to have, you know, a, a, a little dinner, like, oh, you know, you guys have to cancel, you know, I, I just, I just started sneezing <laughs> and I don't want to, I don't want to risk it. You know, and this person doesn't live with a bunch of other people. Like this person lives alone. So that's, uh, that's, you know, his choice to say, well, I'm, I can't, I want to take care of me. I don't feel that good. Or, or it's not even, I don't feel good. It's just like, I don't want to risk anybody else. So I'm going to, I'm going to opt, not opt to stay home and just, you know, just wait it out. Um, so some people would, on one hand would say, well, that's just freaking paranoid. You know, that's a little over the top. And then others will say, well, thank you for being considerate because yeah, about me. <laughs> if this were, you know, a year and a half ago, you show up with sniffles, you know, <laughs> 
sniffles, and you have to talk to Kleenex maybe, and you hope, uh, you know, you hope it really was just a little dust. Um, but we do that a lot, and it, and and then there's also the argument that, you know, this vaccine is not going to be the the absolute cure for this. You know, um, our our immune systems work in in different ways, and that's why people who do get the flu shot, um, like for me. Every time I got the flu shot, I got the flu. So I stopped getting the flu shot. <laughs> it doesn't mean I didn't get the flu. It just means I didn't have to pay to get the flu. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I, you know, I still needed to build up my immune system. I mean, when we travel, most of the time, it's, it's during the wintertime because we're, we're getting out of cold weather and going someplace warm. But just that, that activity by traveling exposes us. Now we could just say, well, we're just not going to travel, but we all know my parents, this is not going to happen. Like they're going to figure out ways to travel. So just like with our diets or, you know, what we choose to, to um, nourish ourselves with part of it is um, our mindset and what our, what our intentions are. And then the other part of it is just, you know, sometimes a cold is just a cold and sometimes you're going to get sick um, and that sometimes your body needs to have that um, that contrast to kind of ramp itself up to see if it's going to step up to the plate. In a sense, um, we we live in a world of contrast, so that's you know that's just the way things go. Now, how much attention we put on it can be the difference from having you know a, actually a pretty good day. Or from having a very horrible day in your mind yeah. because because oh well, it's raining and now where I'm not going to act and it's cold and I don't want to go outside and um, and you can see I mean we've had conversations on on this show and I'm sure on on many shows where people have come up with a, with, with uh, an issue of theirs a concern of theirs that they want to talk about and all they can talk about is is just that is just all the it's all the, the obstacles they've. They yeah, can put all up the all the obstacles yeah. um, as to why it's not going to work, and, and a lot of time, hoping to, to turn things around. And at some point, you know, either I'll I'll stop or Liz will stop. Usually, Liz is like, "All right, I'm done." Um, but because you cannot talk it talk it into somebody to to have that switch turn off in their mind and say, "Oh, right. maybe I could maybe I could stop talking about that and focus on what it is that I actually do want." And 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 it's just a process. I think we've all witnessed that. We we've witnessed it from other people. We've um, we've done it ourselves. We do it all the time. And the mm-hmm. better we get at this, and Anna, you're really good at this. I mean, I, I look at Anna, and she's, you know, Anna has such a power. You have such a power about you. So I know when you're when you're not feeling well, I can tell. All right, it's like, oh, Anna's yeah. off today. <laughs> so either I stay away or I do what I can to like just kind of work her through it. You know, if she's up for it, because if mm-hmm. not, then you know, mm-hmm. then she's just got to sit with it. And sometimes it's that grace of just deciding, you know, I'll just sit with you. I'm not going to try to. It's not about let me turn it around. Um, that's just my approach. Others are like, let me let me go do a good half day with you, and if you. <laughs> If you're still not up for it, then that's okay. Then I'll then you know then I'll yeah. step away and have dinner or something like that. Yeah. But that even that, even engaging in that is is figuring out your own process. So yeah, um, I mean that's that's what we do. Either we, oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on that one that one call that just you know got under my skin, and um, mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, like the show's done, <laughs> and you did what you can do. And maybe yeah. it triggered something. Maybe that conversation triggered something in you where you know you've done the same thing. And so mm-hmm. it's not about blaming, you know, that situation but or mm-hmm. blaming yourself but realizing, oh, I do that. <laughs> yeah. And now that I've had a chance to kind of relive it, could I have done something differently? At what point could I have maybe not escalated it on my end um, right. to make it now become about me, you know? <laughs> Um, we really yeah. haven't had those spaces and those pockets of time until right. now to really right. do that. And, um, and uh, honestly, after, after a few months of being still, you're like, well, what am I going to focus on? You know, you, you really do have to start <laughs> uh, looking at, at where you're putting your energy. And, 
and it is, I mean, it's always going to be a choice. I mean, there are things that are going to be very painful in in the moment. Yeah. Um, there are fears that are going to come up. And, you know, I, I think obviously most people would choose to feel good. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and feeling good is, is a relative term, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Um, it's so, to the degree so. that every person understands what that is. Right, right. It, because some some people know what bliss is. Some people think they know what bliss is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some people have some people no see it on TV, you know, and they see it, yeah they they and they think that that's what bliss is. Right. So that yeah, each of us allows that happiness or that bliss or that love or that compassion or whatever it is, or not, to the degree mm-hmm. that you know it and understand it. Right. Now that's. I think that's important, and and I it's interesting. Like, and the, you know, you say, and and you were very instrumental in me, you know, getting my getting me back. You were very instrumental in that for me. Um, we had a handful of people when I was going through my my stuff that um, you guys were there to support me in so many different ways and and help me, and I love that, and I think having uh, just, and it, it truly was mind space that I was in that was, you know, self-defeating, if you want to put it that way. So really understanding that it was me. It's nobody else. It's, you know, it's not my ex. It's not my kids. It's not anybody. It's not distance. It's nothing physical. It's all mental. And that's what our obstacles generally are. They are a mental thought that's happening that, we we just sit with it, and it we, when we keep thinking about it over and over and over again, it it just becomes real and it becomes heavy. And that's we get a lot of callers like that, and I get it because I think the last time we were on, we had someone that just didn't didn't want to look at the bright side and didn't want to look at what was working and and didn't see. You saw a few things that were like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. But mm-hmm. she couldn't see it because she was in it. And a lot of times when we're in it, we don't see it. So it's beautiful to have that third-party perspective or someone outside of you to co-create and observe and really kind of continue to tell you, um, this is what I see. You know, this is what I, I, I feel is going on. Or like you said, just sit. Because I know there are times when you and I would just sit <laughs> and we're doing <laughs> our thing. But you would be there. Whole, I know you were holding space for me because I was not in a good mind space. And so I, you know, and that to me, it's, you, I don't want to ask why because I don't want the universe to bring me anything like that again, ever. <laughs> you know? Right, yes, right. bring me a pandemic. I can handle a pandemic. I cannot <laughs> handle my partner walking out on me. You know, <laughs> I can handle that, but I can handle a pandemic. So, you know, and that's the funny part is like, man, and I was, I was blissfully appreciative of the pandemic. You have, I, I personally feel like you have to be appreciative of that because it made you stop, made me stop, made me think. And my thing now is learn something new every day. Learn mm-hmm. something new. I don't care if it's a new recipe, a new, you know, whatever it is, learn something new every day. Because if you're seeking for something new to learn, if you're seeking for a gift, you're going to eventually continue to find it. Because that's how the universe works. Because you've got to work that muscle of of thought, vibration, frequency. And when you finally, when it clicks in and it becomes, it'll become automatic like driving a car, you know. All of a sudden, you're finding something new to learn. You are learning. Something is in your inbox, in your email for you to learn. Maybe you blipped in on this, um, you blipped in on this podcast, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, learn something new every day. Okay, all right, I'm hanging up. Now I'm just going to go about my day. What can I learn that's new today? And when you ask the universe that, guess what? The universe is going to bring you something new every day. Mm-hmm. And so through the pandemic, you know, it started off being about brainwave frequency. <laughs> And neuropathways, which you know, I am. I'm a. I'm not a scientist. I'm an artist. What I'm. I'm studying brainwave patterns and, uh, you know, how we can change them because I knew there was a way to to release the pain and the anxiety and the sadness and all the things that I felt like I was continually holding, even though I was in a much better place. I could still feel it. I could still have a memory and feel it. I could still drive over to my old neighborhood and feel it. And I just didn't want that anymore. I didn't want to, I, yes, I want the memory. I don't want to forget. I just, um, I wanted to be able to let go and being able to, to process all of that and move that out so that 
when I lay down and I, when I get up and when I lay down, I am about just being calm and peaceful. And it's a different space, a different headspace and a different way of being. And I, and to me, again, if whoever's out there living in a space of fear and of lack and of not knowing what to do, when once you shift that internal thing, whatever it is, whatever it's about the, the disease, dis-ease, lack of ease, which is what COVID is, about the pandemic needing time off, which is what COVID is, you know, all of those, I could, you know, I feel like, oh, my God, I could see it. I wish I could tell the world, you know, <laughs> like, look at it this way. Look at it mm. this way. And um, the people want to hang on to their to their their rightness, you know, not their happiness. They want to hang on to their rightness. Mm. And so, um, and sometimes you just have to allow them to do it, you know. Oh yeah, you just have to allow them. And um, yeah, it's I tell you, it's it's it's, it's you know, I and I do I laugh about it. It's like it took a freaking pandemic for me to change my mind, um, literally <laughs> change my mind. And I appreciate it. I'm appreciating the pandemic. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I hear you. And, it, and it's uh, weird to say that, but it's true. I think so many things have been upended. And in, in, in amidst all that, you you start to realize um, a, maybe a, a, a bigger a bigger truth or a bigger picture of it because we continuing the way we were um, wasn't wasn't exactly a, a a pretty picture either, <laughs> you know. Um, I think I, I I think well for me, I'd already you know some people are already tuned in, or there are some people who had already maybe tuned out of watching the news you know, every day, every night, you know, um, or at least limiting it. And it wasn't to stay ignorant; it was just because the energy of of constant negativity that you're uh-huh. choosing to, you know, invite into your home. You know, that's, that's on you, you know, right. um, yeah. then, you know, it, it's some of us not even having to understand the energies, you know, to that scientific degree, but just saying, uh, I just, no, <laughs> no, thank uh-huh. you. Um, yeah. And, you know, we are very visual people. There are some people say, who say I'm a visual learner. Well, pretty much all of us are. Um uh-huh. And I mean, even even blind people, depending on when they were blind, you know, if they're born blind, if they if they if yeah. they don't have very many memories, they're also still using their other senses, obviously, to a heightened degree, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're having to still form something. I don't know what, but they're using their minds to form mm-hmm. something, some type of picture, uh, some frame of reference. Um, mm-hmm. To, 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 I guess, to make sense of things or to, to be able to, to share, you know, to share in the experience. And if you're here, you're, you're definitely in the world of form. Um, mm-hmm. So that picture is always, uh, is, it's weird to say, it's always changing in that, you know, you are always changing. So even the picture of you is not is not the snapshot of a picture of you. So right. there's a difference. Like there's a difference of looking at a picture of you from a, a minute ago to who you are now. And it may not seem uh-huh. like, like, oh, it looks exactly the same, but no, you, it's not. And so yeah. when you could allow for that small reality, <laughs> small fact of reality, <laughs> then, yeah. then you can allow that any, uh, any angle will cause you to think even slightly differently. Right. than what you were seeing before. So it's not even about, oh, the possibility of being hoodwinked, because, of course, that's always going to be out there. But but that even even the lie that you were told can at some point be the truth, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Given, given where you're standing. And right. that's why knowing who you are, knowing, even if you decide, I'm, you know, because, you know, you can be incredibly stubborn and say, I'm not, I'm never changing it. This is how I, this is how it is. Even as you think the world is changing around you and you're staying the same, you have changed um, in some way, in many different ways. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the, the more we can be open or flexible, or at least 
even if begrudgingly allowing for that shift to happen, then then that's that's one less piece you have to hold on to for dear life, because you can you can just let it let it grow and let it go. Um, part of uh, <laughs> they're showing me so many things. Part of being um, being able to adapt or to make sense of things, like we say, how do you, how do you make changes when you're in a pause? You know, because you think that everything is the same as you. <laughs> you know, well, isn't doesn't everybody think this way? Well, no, clearly everyone doesn't. Just like clearly everyone doesn't look like you either. So um, uh, it's just it's funny how much we want to try to control all the little variables in our world when there's so much yet to experience. And so while stuff can really scare us, I mean, there are, the news scares us, you know, um, just this week. And, I, the, and it's weird because I'm not, I really haven't been on online as much, so I don't really see. But obviously when something big hits, then you can't not see it because too many people will be talking about it. Um, right. So there, there, were, um, there, was, there were shootings in Atlanta targeting mm-hmm. – um, targeting massage parlors and Mm -hmm. those are basically all run by Asians and Asian women were killed. And it's by this one guy, apparently from what I can tell was it's one, one shooter, but he, he drove about a half an hour away from his two shooting spots to target these places for whatever reason. And, and so now, you know, uh, this, this tide of, you know, why, why are, you know, Asians being targeted now? Why are hate crimes against Asians, you know, and, and, and some would say it hasn't, hasn't just that been happening. It's just now people are talking about it, but it's been happening for a while. Um, and so as an Asian, you know, that's the sort of stuff I would say in the back of my mind, maybe 10% of the time. You're, wait, you're Asian? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, cousin. I've been trying to, it's been a, it's been a family secret. We we were gonna tell you at an intervention at our cookout, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, so on a on a on a bigger scale, there's there. So for people who are, and I, I hate to even say because you know I know I know plenty of white guys who are like, well, why are people getting up on the white guys? I'm like, well, welcome mm-hmm. to our world. <laughs> it's all per, you know, it's all it's all perspective. It's all perspective, right. and that's like you said. I mean, there's been a lot of. Um, you know, uh, this whole thing about African-American slash colored people, and then that's getting splashed, and now it's about Asians, and then now it's, you know, oh, you're ganging up on the white guy. You know, all of this, are, and women are, are being oppressed, and it's what you're looking at, and it's perspective. And somebody asked me, am I afraid to go outside? I'm like, what? Well, are you afraid to go outside? Because I mean, it happened where I'm at right now. It's right down the road. Like the two shootings, not in. Well, actually, I'm probably in the middle of both, or all three. But it's like, and I was like, you know, of course, I like to put humor and stuff. I said no because most people think I'm Mexican or Hispanic. I mean, honestly, because I'm a mix. I'm white and Asian, and. So there's a there's a different there there and you and I have had the race conversation because we grew up in rural Charleston, South Carolina back in the you know back in the seventies, eighties, nineties. In the last like, century, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the last century. And so you know, uh, you I mean you told me how you know you've you've been in really awkward situations and mm-hmm. um, I don't know that I've been in, I've been more. I don't feel like I've ever, it's never been a prejudice as far as skin color goes or my ethnicity. Um, I think there was more of a curiosity about what are you, you know, because mm-hmm. in South Carolina, honestly, you were either black or white. There was no, really no brown for a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. And my brother at that point, when we're, and you were in Charleston, you were in the big city of Charleston where we were actually in Mount Pleasant, which is a tiny little peninsula <laughs> off of Charleston, you know, and we were like, what, what are you guys? And, and prove it. You know? So yeah. it's like, yeah. oh man. Yeah. So that's, the, that was the extent of it back then. I didn't really, um, and you know, I think kids don't, and kids don't, 
see skin color or don't see race unless their parents have instilled it in them, and that's that's another story. But um, I just remember as a kid, you know, having these kids come up to me and go, you know, what are you? What are you? Mm-hmm. You know, and having to go to a, a a globe and point out where the Philippines is. You know, I mean, that's, that was, you know. Yeah. Here's your I think you, you and I both got into this um, like it's, it was mm-hmm. a, a teaching opportunity. Um, yeah. And it's interesting to hear to hear these stories now. And there are people who, um, as they're telling their experience, there's a lot of anger in having to do that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we don't know we don't know their story. We don't know what they've been yeah. because because we've we've not at least not to you know. There's a lot of things we didn't we didn't take in as ooh they're they're being uh, you know they're being jerks about it, you know? Um, not until that at all, you know? I well, I mean, I wouldn't all. say I didn't feel it at all. I think there, there are definitely times that I felt uncomfortable, like, okay, let me play it cool. <laughs> because, <laughs> um, because now is not the time to be sarcastic. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, like, they're not going to get that humor. They're not going to find it humorous, <laughs> humorous at all. So, no, I, so I know it, I know it's out there. And I know that yeah. there's there's a chance that I've deflected it because I just didn't take it that way, but not everyone right. can do that. Mm-hmm. And and um, and in some cases, play out our story. Sometimes that ex- that that is not what you're going to be doing. There are some people who um, uh, maybe you know you've talked about the cutting edge, just like you know what, what Abraham Hicks talks about. And and to me, even that even that phrase is a. Is, there's a, there's a lot of violence in it, <laughs> well, not not a you know, it, but it, but it, it's the, the cutting edge, so it can slice through some some different opinions, but it can mm-hmm. also break break some some big pictures and some patterns that that some people would rather they stay the same, you know. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, another image that keeps coming through in my mind. This is like the stuff that happens in our body when we are given. A vaccine, or mm-hmm. um, you know, when something enters your body that could be harmful, is your your body has certain responses to to do that fight, so that you you stay healthy, or that you can heal yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a natural process, and it, that's through contrast. <laughs> As a contrast is, 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 is introduced into, your, into you and your environment, either it's like, oh, it's friendly, or hey, something's, you know, <laughs> something, something's threatening uh-huh. here. So what are, what are our plans to, um, to handle this? Now, the way we've been taught is, oh, it attacks this, so we have to attack it back. <laughs> That's how we've been taught. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a war, baby. Fight it's or flight. Yeah. Right. Fight or flight. Yeah. Um, that's how that. And so, so that is one perspective of how things work or don't work. Now, we also have language, right? We have visuals. We have artists. We have we have language. Now, if we were to tell that story another way, <laughs> oh, something into something came into the room that I lived in, and I, um, you know. I'm not sure about it yet. I'm going to wait and see. Whereas sometimes it's like something came into the room. It was dark. I'm scared. I'm just going to swat at it because I don't know what it is. And then it started fighting back. Maybe that's a story Uh of cancer. I don't know. But it's interesting because, you know, if we were uh, not afraid but just neutral, I mean, uh-huh. th- there's a there's a 50-50 chance that things could work out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, like you said, there is a perspective to it, and there's a story yeah. to it. But we, what we've been, how we've been told, how we've been trained, this is why sometimes questioning that it, it brings you down these different rabbit holes. But at some point, it can make a breakthrough. You can say, yeah. you know, I've been telling, I've I've been told this story so many times that I it, it's part of who I am. But if I were to look at that story again, how would I, how would I try to explain it in a right. different way? In a way, you know, let's just, you know, like we have these writing prompts, like how would you explain, the, you know, the story of this, you know, in, as a pacifist? You know, like, oh, 
Well, how would you start? How would you how would you explain the story of the founding of the United States of America as a pacifist? How would you explain that if you were if you're writing it as a pacifist? Mm. It'd be interesting because you could do that. I mean, that's partly why all of our entertainment offers a different world. But it's like, oh, right. uh, that's 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 the story of Cinderella, but it's a different spin on it. You know, it's you know, it, mm-hmm. you know that's why we can tweak these um, these these different components and look at it from a different way. There's a, um, there's a, there was a movie that came out a few years ago. Um, it was an animated movie um, called hoodwinked and it was about yeah. um, little red riding hood, mm-hmm. but told from a different perspective. And like, like this is what was happening behind the scenes. You know, uh, grandma was, was actually an extreme uh, uh, sports enthusiast and she was you know, a bit of a badass. And, you know, there's all these different characters. It was, it <laughs> yeah. was a hilarious movie. Um, you, you know, it, it asks these questions in a, in a, in a different way of, well, what, 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 what was the perspective of the big bad wolf? Like, well, what was that all about? Um, and, and so I think we do need to, um, we need to have these kind of exercises every so often to see how, you know, how ingrained are we in the stories we've been told? Not to say that, oh, our parents were liars. They were told stories too. Um, you know, our culture from the Philippines are a lot of stories. There's, you know, and, and I think it's funny because I think if you look at any any big story or movie about people coming from a different country to America, it's like the same thing. Like you don't fit in. You got a different culture. Um, you know, it, it's it, you know, it, there's going to be a struggle. And how are you going to assimilate? And your family is everything, by the way. <laughs> so yeah. don't disappoint your family in the process of making all these new choices. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. So why did we move if we're going to keep the exact, if we're and, gonna do the exact a, same and thing? Marry a, wait, and marry a doctor, lawyer, engineer. Exactly. Or be one. Yeah. Because, you know, you've got to be provided for or be the provider. I mean, yeah. Uh, so we, I, I, I'm, I'm saying all this because during this pandemic, I've actually been watched quite a bit. <laughs> Thank you, Amazon Prime. But it's interesting <laughs> to me the stories that, um, and those are that's big. That's a big thing. I mean, because we're mm-hmm. like I said, we're visual, so we're we're seeing these things. And, and I know, and I've known this over the few years, over the last few years, that even watching scenes of violence at some point, I'm like, I, you know, I just have to. I, I can't watch it. It's it's, right. it's even though I know it's it's a it's a movie, but you know that's why people cry at Hallmark movies or Lifetime movies. You know, there's oh, I love those. <laughs> You know, see, because you get you get this kind of release from like, oh, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, it was a it was a good cry, but it was an ugly cry. Yeah. You know that type of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're still able to do those things, but that's all fabricated, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but you still have a response. I mean, that was what what the bleep was all about. You know, what the bleep do we know that movie? Yeah. That's that was your brain you can't tell the difference. So you know, what are you putting mm-hmm. in front of you? What are you choosing to tune right. into? Mm-hmm. Um. So I, and what are you creating in that process? It was even have right. to understand that your thoughts become things, and that's the that is the that's the crux of everything is that we are constantly creating, regardless of our awareness or not, and we're creating mm-hmm. based on what we allow into our experience, and what our vibration and frequency is. So you know that's the what's the bleep right <laughs> down the rabbit hole, right. And it's right. also being discerning. Like, we understand now. Like you said, I just can't watch the violence. I can't listen to the news. Not that you can't, but you just choose not to because it doesn't add to the experience that you want in this lifetime. That, to me, is the underlying the underlying uh, uh, part of that. And you talk about uh, the disease. Again, you were saying, well, maybe that's the story of cancer. And for me, I look at cancer as an underlying emotional state, something going on that you have not looked at and you have not addressed within yourself. Any mm-hmm. kind of disease is something that we have not addressed within ourselves. So instead of saying, what is it that I want? How do I want to live my life? We say, I need a break. I don't like this. I hate my job. All of those things that come out is that heavy energy and vibration, that's the stuff that creates the pandemics. That's the stuff that creates the cancer. Of course, this is my perspective. And what I'm saying is, what do we, what do we want? I mean, that's the, really, it's an easy question, but it's the not easiest question for people. What do you really want? When we focus on what we really want, what do we really want? And mm-hmm. I will tell you, 
when you do focus on what you really want and you have that bigger picture, stuff is going to change. Your life will be, um, what's a good word for it? Uh, your life will shift <laughs> sometimes in ways that are bigger than what you like, whoa, <laughs> you know, here goes my foundation or what you thought was your foundation, the illusion of your foundation, only to create another foundation, your very own foundation, the foundation that allows you to do. And, and when I say this, I'm speaking from my own personal experience, creating my foundation that I know I can stand steadily on and know that I can support myself in this foundation. And those that choose to come and hang out with me also have a good steady place that they can hang out, that they can stand on as well. And mm-hmm. so, so we do that within ourselves. Every single human being is that powerful. We just don't realize it. And when I say we, I'm talking about, you know, the world. The majority of the world doesn't realize they have the power, not the government. You know, when you're watching TV and that affects you, you're allowing that to affect you. And that effect only affects you. Maybe you're mad at on television or maybe they're talking about and you get all caught up in it. That's only affecting you. And it's your body. It's your mindset. It's It, it just... It creates in those thoughts, those powerful thoughts of, you know, I want to use, I'm going to use the word hatred because that seems to be a word that's being tossed. But in that powerful state of hatred, that creates. In a powerful state of love, that creates. It really is that simple. Unfortunately, human beings don't realize that what they call attention to and what they are yelling and screaming about in either way, good or not good, it calls attention to it. it. It raises the vibration. And source says, I see that. You obviously want more of that. You talk about racial injustice and you're getting all pissed off about it. Oh, oh, they like that. Let me send, that's law of attraction. Let me send them more of that. And that's what, you're, that's what when you are watching the news, that's what you're saying. Mm. That's what you're focused on. It will expand. So. Well, and, and I think, um, you know, as you're talking, and, and actually, I, as I'm also reading, because uh, Jen is an Amish comedian, she's in the in the chat along with Raven, and she wrote, um, hey. "Great perspective, ladies. Believe it or not, white people get that too." Um, I used to, I used to, and still get asked where I am from, even though I am fourth generation Canadian. So um, uh, this, I, this sense of um, identity, um, of mm-hmm. belonging, it's another mm-hmm. way of, of categorizing, you know, us from them. Or who are you? I mean, even say, who, who am I? You know, and, but it's all interconnected in that, it, you know, the whole well, thing, oh, we are, we are, well, no, but it is, but it is because. Yeah, no, no argument here. I think we should all start saying I'm a human being on, from the planet Earth. You know, that's where I'm from, regardless of region. Sure. You know, and, and, you know, and of, yeah. And, and from, and, and, but you know, and everything you were saying was, you know, you're creating and in, in, and you're creating your world, your world yes. um, is not, is not in isolation from yes. every other one else's world. So in some no, way, it's not. in some way, it, you know, it's, it's like this big experiment, like so many different experiments, like, Oh, push this button or let's flash this red color mm-hmm. and see what happens. And it and it is. I think why why wouldn't it be? Why not? Someone someone's watching. Someone's mm-hmm. like someone's gathering all the information mm-hmm. you put on Facebook and, and Instagram and like you're, you're mining right. all that data. Like oh well she yeah. um she thinks uh, scrubby loofahs are the thing. So we're gonna put put more of that in there. <laughs> we're gonna throw um, scrubby loofahs out there. Yeah. So everywhere you turn is a scrubby <laughs> loofah. So eventually you end up well, buying one about, because dang it. <laughs> think about this right now, okay? So here we are, Elisa. You and I we're in the state of Georgia. We're in two different locations, and I don't know everyone who's on right now, but obviously we have someone who's Canadian, and then we have a Raven who's up in Ohio, and it's like that to me is beautiful in itself And that, you know, look at where we're at, and we're coming together in this space, and we're sharing energy, and, and if you're listening and, I, and, and on another, because there are people who message me, go, I listen to your show, and it's like, great, I didn't see you on, but they're like, no, I just listen to the computer. Wherever you are, you're sharing energy here. As we build this, and I'm a mastermind nut, so as we build on this energy and we raise this vibration, this is the time, I say do your asking, but set your intentions and, and know that this is, you know, it's like we're here to experience 
our highest and greatest good. And my intention is always to spread that out into the world, spread that love out into the world, the joy, the compassion, the kindness. And I'll keep doing that, whether regardless of whether somebody says, oh, you're wearing rose-colored glasses, you're not, you know, it's like, no, I choose not to look at the stuff in the world. Have I looked at my own, uh, and I was telling Anita last night, dark night of the soul, my own darkness? Sure. Because in order for us to release that and let that go, we need to take a peek at it and shed some light on it, and then it ceases to become dark. Like you said, Elisa, even our senses are heightened. You know, mm-hmm. if something is, is, is if something scares us, then take a look at it and love it because it's going to shift you. It's going to change you. To me, that's, that's why I always say love the pandemic. It has shifted me and it has changed me. And I will say it's for the better because as, a, as me and, not, and, and in the morning and I'm not feeling like um, I'm having anxiety pool, and I'm, I'm happy and I say hello to my kids energetically and I'm in love with the day because it's bringing me a new day. I mean, new different surprises like, you know, knowing, oh, I get to be on the air with my cousin this morning. It's going to be so cool, you know, something like that. And then, like, before I go to bed at night, just knowing I had a wonderful day, I can energetically shift anything that didn't line up the way I wanted it to, and then I can go to sleep and all is well. And it's it's such a... A real, it's almost giggly how peaceful my mind is, and I love that. Um, you know, not so much always having to go to bed listening to guided meditations anymore. I mean, that sometimes I do because I just like the 528 megahertz, you know, music. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. But sometimes I just lay down. It's like, oh, you know, thank you. Thank you, universe, source, God, for all that you brought today and all that you're going to bring tomorrow. And I'm loving how things are lining up. And I know even though I'm not at exactly where my destination is and I have a bigger picture, I'm on this journey and I'm loving this ride and I appreciate it. And once I get to that, that destination that I truly, truly want in my heart, guess what? I'm going to want a new adventure. So it's not going to end. And I know that. So it's mm-hmm. not always about the car or the house or the vacation, or whatever it is, it's about the journey. And when we enjoy that journey, even with its craziness, because I can look back at that, that journey, you know, that I, that I had to be on in, what, 20, what was it, 2017, mm-hmm. 2018, that journey that I had to be on for a year and a half that got really nutty and crazy, I look back at it now and go, I had to be in that to appreciate where I am now. And to be on that to appreciate all the beauty and the things that I got to experience after that. And it, it's been amazing. This ride has been amazing. And um, I don't know. It's good. And, like, you know, we talked about, it's like I never hit the ground. There's that matrix thing. I was, like, bending mm-hmm. over pretty far. But, you know, I just – you. I felt like you guys were all there going, no, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you do, don't you? I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, and I love see, you, so that's oh, I love you too. And then that's and that's the big thing about being connected and 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 creating that sense of family because that's yeah, that's really what it is. That's support, yeah. and not just from blood family, but you know. Well, I love you. I love you. I love you, even though you're Asian. You know. That's well, a, I appreciate that. I I love you, even though you're only half Asian. So. <laughs> It's okay. Uh, I'm Asian enough for the both of us. <laughs> that's right. You can be Asian enough. <laughs> now pass the rice. <laughs> I've got more on the on the stove. It's uh, it's still oh, I bet you it's do. Still, I bet there's a big pot. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw my post. Just real quick, because I know we have to wrap it up. But I don't know if you saw my post from a couple weeks ago. Um, the smallest rice cooker I've ever seen. Did you see that? No. This thing was smaller than my hand. It's like two cups of rice. Seriously. Oh, it was so cute. It was so cute. Was you so have a little cute. baby right. rice cooker. That's crazy. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us today, for listening, um, for holding space, and, and for doing the work that you're doing. If you're listening to the show, chances are you are doing your work, your inner work, and that's that's really all that, that can be asked of you because you just got to be you. So, if you do need to get in, in touch with us, you can email loablend at gmail.com. Um, Liz will be back on the air. That's planned this for her to be back on with us. Um, 
this upcoming Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. And, uh, and if people need to get in touch with you, Anna, what's the best way? Um, they two ways actually you can uh, hit ask at Universal Energy Radio or Anna at life gets better and better dot com. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I appreciate you so much. I always enjoy having our conversations. This Aww, is like love you. honestly, you guys, this is just like our regular conversations. It just <laughs> happens to be recorded. Um, so <laughs> take care, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. Liz would tell you to mask up. And mm-hmm. let the light do the work into brighter days ahead. Take care, everybody. Love Bye-bye. you. Bye. Love you. Mm-hmm.